when did working mother become the norm? And I actually found a New York Times article from June 1988 that was called The Working Mom is Now the Norm. And I thought this was so funny because it is from 35 years ago now. And the quote in there, if you read it, could have been from a newspaper yesterday. You know, I, I, for whatever reason, I always have this image of this New York Times article and it was this woman and she's, you know, she's, she's literally has a hundred arms, you know, and she's, but, you know, and one of the arms is, is taking care of the baby and one of the arms is cooking dinner and one of the arms is on the phone and one of the arms is writing notes and one of the Mm -hmm. arms is, and she has all these arms. And it was this article about how like moms are superheroes and moms do all the things and, you know, whatever else. And to me, in my head, I was raised to believe that in order to be a successful working mother, that was the definition of who you needed to be. Hello to all of our exhausted and exhilarated working parents, and welcome to The Tightrope, a show about balancing career, motherhood, and everything in between. We are your hosts, Daniela Cornu, and I am Jess Felt. And on the show today, we're going to be talking about breaking the mold, a little bit about non-traditional working motherhood. I can't wait. All right, Jess, so you said today we're going to be talking about breaking the mold and non-traditional working motherhood. Talk to me a little bit about what that means to you. So we're talking about non-traditional working parenthood today, working motherhood. Um, But it probably makes sense to talk about what is the traditional working motherhood then, Um, which I think if most of us were to picture it, we think about this version of the working mom who wakes up, the kids go to daycare or have a nanny, they work at the office all day long, and then you come home. And, you know, you have a couple hours with your kids and you go to bed and you do it all over again. And we've both been in those roles. Yes, we've both been in those roles. And I think what many women are finding today is that that traditional view, I would say normal at this point view of working mom is leading to a lot of burnout. It's leading to exhaustion. It's leading to feelings of inadequacy because you're feeling I'm not like I I can't show up at work the way I used to. And I'm feeling like I can't show up with my family because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about work and I want to put my time and energy there as well. And so I think it's really culminating in this feeling of this is not working. And I think both of us felt like we had those experiences and we decided to do something different then. And so I think that's really why we wanted to talk about breaking the mold a little bit to say, so what are the other options? Are there other options? What else can this look like if this current vision of what it has been for the last 30 years, 30 plus years, 40 years, doesn't seem to be working? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I, 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 for whatever reason, I always have this image of this New York Times article and it was this woman and she's, you know, she's, she's literally has a hundred arms You know, and she's, but, you know, and one of the arms is is taking care of the baby and one of the arms is cooking dinner and one of the arms is on the phone and one of the arms is writing notes and one of Mm -hmm. the arms is, and she has all these arms. And it was this article about how like moms are superheroes and moms do all the things and, you know, whatever else. And to me, in my head, I was raised to believe 
that in order to be a successful working mother, that was the definition of who you needed to be. You had to juggle it all. You had to do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And you had to like it and had to be grateful for it because we fought just to be able to work in this dang industry. So you're going to like the way we set it up. Totally. But the reality is, and we know this now, that traditional the traditional workforce that women have now become a part of is set up for a single parent right. to be on site and one of the parents to be at home with the kids. And not the way that women are actually going to work, which is to be 100% at home and 100% at work. And that is impossible because no one has 200%, right? right. So I think that that, I think that is really interesting to me, to just really sit down and be like, why are we holding this? Why is this the standard that we're all holding this, Absolutely. that we're holding ourselves to? Yeah. And so I think that's really what was so meaningful about this topic for us is like, well, if this way, if this one way, because sometimes that's what it feels like, there's only one way. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, what does or what are my other options? And so being able to talk about both of our journeys. Um, and how we got to where we are. I, I quit corporate and then I went to stay at home mom and then I realized, oh, shoot, that doesn't work for me either. What right. does? And then navigating into this version that I have now that I uh, own my own practice and I have about three quarters time work, but I work at home and I spend the rest of the time with my kids. Like that's pretty non-traditional. I created that for myself. Um, and what allowed me to do that? Yeah. Well, tell me. So, I mean, because I know, obviously, but tell everybody that's listening. You know, who are you? What what do you do? What, what who are you, Jess Bell? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a life and leadership coach and I specifically work with working mothers who are navigating all of these things. And when I say all of the things, I, I literally mean all of the things. They're trying to grow their careers, they're trying to grow their families, they're trying to maintain a sense of who they are and their own individual identity, and trying to figure out how do I do this without going I mean, without without losing it, basically. Right. right. Um, and and that's really what I do. I, I am a coach, and I support women who are navigating all of these challenges. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's how we met, right? Yeah. Because you are a member of my co working space, correct? Which is what I do. Yes. So, so let's tell. Let's hear a little bit about Danny. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, my um, my core work is Lay Village Cowork. I created a co-working space, actually pre-pandemic. Um, and it's a co-working space that is literally built for working parents. Um, and specifically working mothers. That's really our, that's really who we're trying to serve, even though we have lots of working dads and non-binary families that are all now showing up to show out and be great parents, which has mm-hmm. been really exciting to watch. So Lay Village Cowork is my company. Well, now it's Lay Village Co. Because we actually have so many different branches of what we're doing, and we're kind of just fighting for modern working parents. So we have mm-hmm. the co-working space, which is literally community, co-working, childcare. That's that business. And so you can come on site with your babies and your toddlers, and you have the capacity to put your kid into class and work on site with your young child. That was really what pushed me out of 
traditional work and into being an entrepreneur. Um, that was the first thing that we did. Now we also have Lee Village Learners, which is a, a modern pre-K. Yeah. Um, and now we're also franchising Lee Village Cowork. So we have a whole franchising arm. So I have a lot of different uh, hands in the cookie jar. I struggle with balance. Um, and so I think being honest about that as a working mom is also part of this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of how we got to know each other was that I had built Lee Village Cowork. We were brand new. It was like ju- we're just out of COVID. And the world was still like weird and shut down. And you brought your son to my space. And then we started collaborating and working together on a lot of different fronts, right? Yeah. I mean, I think really this podcast is just a culmination of all of the different chats that we just had at the space. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, we should do something. We should like do this. this. <laughs> we should totally do this. I feel like I feel like one of the I mean, we now have this amazing mom friend group too, that all, you know, everybody has such unique perspectives. I think that's something that even though this this podcast is going to serve working mothers primarily, um, one of my favorite things about the conversations that we have at Lee Village Cowork is that we touch a lot of different types of parenting journeys. Um, and so we have dads, we have non-binary families, we have people that are um, you know, same-sex parents, people that are on so many different journeys that are not our journeys, right? Our core journey is motherhood. Mm-hmm. We are both mothers, we both define ourselves as um she, her, right? Um, but there are a lot of people that are on different journeys. I'm excited to interview those people and talk to those mm-hmm. people and really get into that. Um, but that's gonna be future podcast. So yes. let's talk about let's talk more about this podcast. So what like you're you're in charge here. I am just on this journey with you which is usually how it goes honestly. So what's the next question that we're going to jump into? In preparing for this show today, I started thinking about, you know, if we're going to be talking about non-traditional working motherhood, mm-hmm. it got me curious about like when did working mother become the norm? Because for I would say most of U.S. history, right? Right. The the what we think about of working outside the house was not the norm, and so I did a little bit of research, and I actually found a New York Times article from June 1988 that was called "The Working Mom Is Now the Norm," and I Hilarious. thought this was so funny because it is from 35 years ago now, and the quote in there, if you read it, could have been from a newspaper yesterday. The quote was. Businesses must begin to cope with the needs of working mothers, including such possibilities as flexible work schedules, employer-sponsored childcare, flexible benefit plans, and other new approaches. And I had to laugh a little bit because in 35 years, I can't say we've made a ton of progress. Well, and I'm sure we'll have lots of time to talk about this in the future, but I can say that we've made a lot of progress on much of anything these days. And the <laughs> progress that we've made has been walked back, but that's a, that's a different podcast show, I suppose. But yeah, I, I don't think that our moms are probably surprised by a lot of this. So what do we do about it, I guess, is the question. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really interesting because if that's what we expected of traditional motherhood, I think for us to think about it, that's when we decided it doesn't work for us anymore. Right. Uh, And we both took a little bit more of this non-traditional approach. And so um, I can talk about it a little bit for myself, but I'm curious, like, what made you, Danny, at one point say, like, hey, this isn't working for us anymore. I mean, I think it was really 
you know, I, we're I'm in Chicago. We're in Chicago, um, and I would drop Vivi off at the at daycare at seven in the morning, and I would hoof it over to the L, and I'd hop on the L, and I'd get downtown, and I'd you know work my day, um, and and then I'd get home, and I'd pick her up at you know six thirty. By the time I got home, most time between traffic and everything else, and then I you know. She was an infant and she was going to bed at that point at like 7.30 and it got to the point and I would just cry all the way into work. And I was like, I'm missing out, you know, on her whole everything. I see her for an hour a day. What are we doing? And then even on the days where I was allowed to work from home, the care system was was not working for me. And I still had to drop her off and pick her up. And mm-hmm. and and so that wasn't working either. So I was really looking for some sort of hybrid model and care, which I think is the biggest, most broken piece of that, the traditional work schedule. So the days where I did have to go into work, mm-hmm. it just, it felt pretty terrible to have her, so little of her at that point. And yeah. I think that that's the the mom guilt that every everybody talks about. And that's the, I don't know. I think that that's the big problem that people have been trying to solve. And, and frankly, you know, even now that she's older, right. I think my biggest struggle now is that like, there's so much to do at all times. I think about this often. I'm like, I don't know how people that work a traditional schedule do this <laughs> genuinely. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I cannot imagine working at a nine to five downtown and trying to juggle all of the stuff that I do as a parent, you know, swim classes and ballet lessons and yeah. trying to be present and trying to connect with her and trying to do all this. I just don't understand how people do it mm-hmm. genuinely. Yeah, I relate to that. I think that is a large part of why our family made our decisions um, and specifically me and making a decision to take a step back from the corporate world. Right. We we also had our child in daycare. Right. Um, and we're trying to navigate the wake up, everyone, get everyone ready, get everyone out of the house, rush to commute to work. Okay. And now work all day and then rush to get home. And everything felt for us like it was in a rush. Right. And I think at one point there was just a really intentional decision that our family made that said like, this is not working for us. And we really need to think about what are our family values um, and then how do we be really intentional in making some decisions uh, that support that? Because what we're doing right now, no one is enjoying. Right. No one is having fun right now. Well, and I think that, you know, I think to that point, I feel like we have a lot of conversations about mental load and about all of these things that women are carrying. And there's all I saw this funny. Um, I'll have to look up her name, but she's a comedian um, on Instagram. And she was like. Everybody keeps saying to ask for help. And from who? Like, are you going to gift me your sleep? Are you going to gift me like, there? you know, the type of help that you can give me? I don't even know how to take at this point because Mm -hmm. there's there's the type of thing that I need, you know, the type of things that working moms need and working dads need is – flexibility, schedule change, all of these different things. And so I think that that's really the the crux for a lot of working families. So I think probably a lot of the parents who are listening can relate to that feeling, especially in the really early times. Like, right, you and I both made these career decisions when our 
our kids are the same age. They were right. born three months apart from each other. And I think we were in about the same phase of that very new early motherhood when we started to make these decisions. Um, what allowed you, what do you think empowered you to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave a really stable yeah. job that I like because I think a lot of people can relate to that, but that's a really scary thing to do. I think for me, you know, I really think I just had this moment, a kind of a nervous breakdown moment. I think there's a lot of those moments for moms in those first, you know, in those first months. And I, I called my mom and I was literally sobbing and I was just like, I, I just felt like I was missing everything. And I was like, what's the point? Hmm. What's the point of trying to be, what's the point of being a mother, right? If you're not going to actually like see and be with your children as they're developing, what, mm-hmm. why do it? Why? I didn't, I literally could not wrap my brain around that. And then on the other side of it, what's the point of having this job that I did enjoy and that I did really like, but felt like I was only showing up 50% really because I was always distracted. And this feeling of like literally being pulled in two completely different directions. And I felt like my heart was being ripped out of my chest every single time I was missing out on a milestone or missing out on something, but then at the other side of it felt like lonely and isolated and like I didn't belong at work and I wasn't myself anymore. And I just was so, I was so unhappy. I think that's really what it was. I was like, I'm so unhappy. I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of my personality is like, I fail fast and pivot that's like kind of a a central like part of who I am and I just realized like I'm failing at both things right now I'm really not showing up in either element the way that I want to show up and I think that's really what did it for me like to kick off that change yeah If I were to like capture that, really, it's you saw another option. Yeah. Right. And I think that is where a lot of mothers feel a bit trapped Mm. is not seeing there being another option, either for financial reasons or because, you know, I I actually really love this career and I want to force it to make it to work. Yeah, because you loved your job, right? I did. You were super into it. I did. So what was it for you? For me, it was a... uh, For me, it was coming to terms with what my priorities were in the moment. Mm. And I think for me, at that point, I do still love my job. I'm I'm still in the similar line of work now. It looks different, but I think I'm still doing the similar thing that I was doing before. Um, But for me, it was at this moment, my priority... This is is not work anymore. Right. My priority of where I want it to be is in spending time with my family. Right. Um, and so for me, it was, okay, at this point, I'm going to take a step back and I'm actually going to become a stay-at-home mom. Right. Um, How'd that go for you? <laughs> <laughs> Great for a Chicago summer. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, and then I found like, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think for me, it was part of also that pivot. And I will also say privilege yeah. of seeing that there are other options and I had other things available and I didn't feel trapped within the one. 
it sucked where I, it, it, where I was physically did not suck. The mindset that I was in sucked. Right. And so I think in that moment was me saying, well, what other options are there available to create the life, to lean into the values, the priorities that I have where I am right now? Yeah. And now five years down the road, uh, those have changed. And right. so no longer stay at home mom. I mean, I now work from home, so I'm at home just as much as I was before. Right, right, right. Um, but work three quarters time. Right. And that works for you. And that works and that for me. makes sense. And that I think a lot of times, you know, because this is a conversation that I have a lot with my membership too, which is a lot of working mothers, working parents. We have a lot of people that um, are dads that are non-binary that fit into all of those different areas. Um but one of the things, you know, especially, I don't know, like two years ago, or maybe, I don't know, my, my, I have a twisted sense of time. But we, basically, right after we came back from COVID, and, you know, at first it was like everybody was working remotely, but the world was kind of turning back on. And corporations were trying to figure out what they were going to do. Is this work from home thing forever? How are we going to feel this out? You know, of course, the implications from an ownership standpoint, I actually can totally respect and understand as a business owner myself. But at the same time, you know, I, I have these these working parents in my space and often working mothers in my space. And they're like, I've been allowed now to work from home for the last, you know, six months. I've proven that I'm successfully able to do that. But guess what? My boss is telling me now I need to come mm. back this often and I or turning the remote work option off completely and whatever else. And one of the things that I kept telling people was like, you have to set boundaries for yourself because and and parents have to set this boundary for themselves because if they don't, then this is going to go away. We have to take right. ownership and empowerment in the moment that we're in and mm -hmm. defining what that looks like for us. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things too. It's like that I heard from you, you were like, I made a decision and I made a choice to empower myself yeah. to make a change. Yeah. And I think that was similar for me, right? I made a decision at some, it was like, well, if the job that I want doesn't exist and the place that I want doesn't exist, I will create it for myself. Yeah. And you didn't create it for yourself necessarily, but you went and sought it and found it and mm -hmm. figured out what that was and defined what that was. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's really important. You have such a unique perspective because you interact with so many working parents and with young children within your space. What are the conversations that you see happening, perhaps like within families, about like these sorts of decisions. Yeah, that's a big one. I think that's one that people are still working through. Um, you know, I think the default parent is something that I hear a lot and over and over and over again. As difficult as COVID was, it really brought into stark reality the load that women and mothers were carrying within the households. And then that load became something that needed. People were literally having nervous breakdowns. It needed to be shared. And I don't think that fathers could ignore it anymore. Mm -hmm because it was right in front of them. It, yeah. They weren't away at work. It was like happening before their eyes. And so I think this, some of that stark reality was so needed for working mothers. 
Um, but I think that that's something within the household that's still getting ironed out. This idea of like the default parent that mothers were for so long. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, well, you know, schools didn't even ask for dads on school paperwork or forms or anything like that. And so this, that is something that I think, I think families are still trying to iron out and figure out and who's showing up even at the co-working space. You know, who's working from the co-working space? You know, is it just mom or is dad who's also remote or hybrid taking on some of that responsibility? Yeah. And I'm I'm really impressed to say that we have lots of dads that are taking on that responsibility and showing up and giving, you know, mom the option to either work from home so that she can do whatever it is that she wants to do right. or when dad, it, you know, it's like, well, she's in the office, you know, but that creating that comfortable space for them to have that option, yeah. I think is huge. I know when we made the decision, because I think I was in that, I mean, as we mentioned, I was that very traditional working mom at first, the corporate, my husband worked too. The idea that one of us wouldn't work was actually, I don't think ever a part of the plan. It was just assumed, right? We'd have two incomes, two working families. We live in Chicago. It's cheaper than New York, but it's still expensive, right? right? That was always assumed. But when we started to have this conversation, it was one of those we had to say, okay, well, what are our values as a family? Right. How does our current situation allow us to like honor those? And then it did say like, you know what? I'm raising my hand. I want to be the one who stays home. Yeah. I want to be the one who takes a step back. I, I really, truly did. Um, right. I can I can say I'm blessed with a partner who did not assume that that was going to be the situation. And I think for us, what what worked for us at the time was valuing my time as a stay-at-home as being just as hard and just as much work as um, Ryan had when he went to work because he sometimes would be like, I got a break. I got to leave the house today. 100%. (laughs) I mean... And so I think, yeah, yeah having that that conversation together as a couple and as a family to come together and say, like, these are our values. These is, this is how we're going to make these values work. That's what led us to more of this non-traditional path and I think has allowed it to continue working and continue to evolve. Yeah. I think, too, I would love to chat at some point just about admitting as career-driven women for so long, admitting to ourselves that our kids have shifted our identity and our priority. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, 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 really difficult for people to actually admit to themselves a lot of the time is that like, oh, this identity that I had is maybe not my identity anymore. And that challenge, that motherhood identity shift is yeah, is in so, so hard to process. And I think that that's something we should definitely break down on a future podcast and just talk about what that feels like. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, work mothers that stay at home are still working mothers, right? I think like, that's a version of the non-traditional working mother. Yeah. Right? Being able to almost see stay-at-home moms, that is your career. Right. You are not sitting your butt on the couch all day. I can guarantee that. Like, that is your career for that given point of time that you choose to be it. And I think that's just another version of non-traditional working mom at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's that's super true. Um, I think for the 
a large part of what we're going to talk about on this podcast, we are referring to those that are working for people that have expectations for them outside of the home, mm-hmm. though, right? That's kind of where yeah. we're heading. Or working for this. themselves, right? Or right. working like, I, I really think this is like balancing that career aspect of there's something outside of the home uh-huh. that you are, that you're navigating the, the responsibilities, the demands for, in addition to everything within the home that right. you're navigating and balancing the responsibilities and the demands for. And just as an individual person, because you are still a person right. outside of work, outside of your family life. Right. And so how do you manage and create space for those responsibilities and demands as well? And I think, too, like if you are you are a mom that's listening to this podcast and you are a, um, a stay-at-home mom and that's your job, we actually saw a lot of this when we first opened Leap Village. We had a lot of moms that were trying – to return to the workforce, Mm. trying to figure out what that felt like for them. And so I think that we'll talk a lot about the, you know, intersections between that journey, right? Where you have maybe taken a year off to be home. Or how long did you take off for Caleb? Mm, Fully? Fully. Fully, probably about four five months five months four to five months right on um but i will say i pretty much stopped working during COVID because we didn't have childcare and i was pregnant right so i will add for that really kind of solid year right i was mostly stay-at-home mom then as well right right that makes a lot of sense um but yeah i think that you know taking a look at that journey as well um, for any moms that are trying or pick up the side hustle or find again, mm-hmm. what for me, I know this about myself. I was never going to be a stay at home mom. I knew that I was like, nope, that is, I would not be very good at that. I, I have, t- I tip my hat to anybody that's in that role because I think that, I think that's an amazing, um, ability to, I just, I, you know, I just think it's really special and that was not me. I was not going to be that person. But I think that understanding what it feels like to realize like, okay, I want I or maybe you needed that for a phase in your life. And now you're trying to figure out how to get back into it, but still want to be present. We want it all, right? We want right. our cake. We want to eat it too. And we want it all. And so I think that that's really what this podcast is. How do you have it all, right? Everybody talks about this. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's possible, right? No. You, I actually, I, I had what's to, that journey look like? I had never thought about it like this before, but I had to laugh to myself right now as you were saying that because part of me thinks that me quitting and going to be a stay at home mom was just this period of me being like, that will be so much easier. And then realizing, no, actually, <laughs> like actually, actually, it wasn't easier, but it allowed me to, um, heal from some burnout yeah. i think that i did have and once i felt like i i had healed from that and then realized that staying home was definitely not in fact easier mm-hmm. um i was ready to return back to work and say okay so what is it then that allows us to like really allow me that allows our family to really feel uh, fulfilled, content, honoring our values, kind of all of those really nice things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that that is 
just such a huge part of, of so many moms that are on this journey and all of that. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, I'm excited. One of my favorite things about being at Leaf Village is learning yeah. from other people and their parenting experiences. Because I think one of the other things that's really unique about being a parenting today is that it's almost like information overload and a lot of judgment. Yeah. Because absolutely. everybody's taking their own journey and trying to balance their own lives and their own careers in their own way. Yeah. And so kind of having a perspective, like a little like peek into all the different ways that people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Did you did you did you hear about that one show that they tried? I don't know how it went. It was like a TV show that was on for a while and they were like we're going to do, we're going to oh, break down five the types of parenting tests oh, or something like God. that. I it watched like, it. It was terrible. Was it? I just was, I was like, I don't know. Like, no. I think that would be hard because you're, you're really like, they're, cre- I mean, those shows are built to create tension. I'm like, yes. we've got enough tension. No. We have enough like stuff. No so one needs that. Nobody needs that. But I think that, I think w- the show's intention was to give, give that view into all the different ways that you can parent a child and yeah. all the different ways that like all the different ways that parents are grappling with things that I think was like the idea behind it. And I hope that that's what this podcast is. Yeah. It's like a way to like look at all the different ways and all the different, what are we juggling? Everything, all the right? Things. All the things. So I love that. Yeah. So as we start to wrap this up, um, there's a couple, as we end every show, I think there's something that we really want you as our listener to be able to take away. And so um, I I would like to say, like, if you are someone who's in that very traditional working mom type role and you're finding yourself saying like, hey, I'm not sure this works for me anymore, like the way that we're doing it, um, I would just really encourage you to think about what are your values? What are, as a family, your values? And, and realize that there really are a lot of other options out there. Um, and to be able to explore what those are and really be open to it. For some people, it might be, you know, a new job. For some people, it might be, let me ask and advocate for reduced working hours. For others, it might be, let me take a pause. There's so many different options out there now. I think it's really about like, okay, let's let's really be open and lean into our values and see what other opportunities there are. What would be a piece of advice that you would give someone who's who's really in that very traditional working mother, working parent role and thinking about, you know, this isn't working for me? I, I'm trying, you know, I am such a risk taker. So I feel like I'm not usually the best person um, <laughs> to articulate this to people. But one of the things that I did, I started writing things down. And, and, you know, for me, because I am a risk taker, because I do tend to like jump in both feet and not look back, um, I, I need to say, I've learned about myself that I need to set up barriers to that. And if it was just, if it's pervasive, if the thought is what I wake up with day after day, I started to write down those thoughts. I started Mm. to really start to articulate those things so that they weren't fleeting and it didn't feel like – because one of the other things I feel like women, at least I I, maybe not all women, but for me, I'm constantly telling myself I'm being irrational Mm. or I'm being emotional. I'm being – and that is just – years of, you know, just other people basically telling me that. And of course that becomes 
people's inner voice, but I just started writing it down and articulating it and being like, this is how I feel. 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 And then all of a sudden, you know, this was like two months later, this was how I felt every day. And it was like, I can continue feeling this way because the other thing that other people told me was like, oh, it'll get better and it'll go away and you'll, you'll get over it. It's just a phase. Mm -hmm. And regardless, maybe it is just a phase or maybe, you know, maybe I'll feel different. And Vivi's still, you know, she's still young. So maybe I will feel differently someday, but why are we dismissing the phase that we're in right. right now? This is where I'm at right now. And this was where I was. And so I was like, I don't care. It, it, I don't care if it's for a year. I don't care if it's for two. I, you know, here we are. You know, she's almost five, like five years. I don't regret it. I don't regret making a change for myself. I don't think that anyone ever is going to regret a choice that they made for their kids. Mm -hmm. You're never going to look back on that and be like, damn, I wish I hadn't have done that. Yeah. It's just not mm -hmm. going to happen. So I think that there's like a, a level of confidence that you can go into it. So you know, yes, make sure that you're you're making a decision that's like based in in that. I think you said something about I wish I did less of this because I just created my own solution. But you said something earlier about creating like scenarios and realistic solutions as options. Yeah, can you talk a little bit more about like what that was like for you. Yeah, I mean. Because I think sometimes we can get into this this black or white scenario. Mm -hmm. I'm either I, I'm working full time or I'm a stay at home mom. I am investing all my time here or I'm doing this. And it almost no situation in life is black or white. Right. And so it really is being able to open up and say, well, if this isn't working, what else might work? What else might be options here? Might else be available? And really setting that up to say, okay. What are the all the different lovers and variables and things that I can play with? Because life is not black and white. Right. And there are so many different things that we can play with to make things work. And just being able to be really open right, to those options and not just immediately shutting it down and saying, well, it's either this or it's this. And this doesn't work, so it must be this. Right. So I'm going to start wrapping us up here because we are uh, we are going long because I think the two of us could probably chat forever. Um, but to go along with it, this is, um, you know, balancing career, uh, motherhood and everything in between. So let's also just end with what's the everything in between for you? What is something that you are doing right now, Danny, that is not momming, that is not work, but is something that's just for you? I was, we talked about this before we got on this. I started laughing because I am the worst at this, but I'm also starting to go a little crazy. So <laughs> I've been working really hard to try to find time for myself. So I just started a new uh, workout app. It's called Future. Um, and basically it allows you to be, um, they have like a personal trainer but it's all virtual. So it's cheaper than an actual personal trainer. Yeah. I'm trying to find like a happy medium, but I know I'm not going to go to the gym by myself because that's not who I am. So yes, so I am working out, hopefully doing more meditation. I'm just trying to create a, this, and again, I think we could do an episode all on this. Like how do you create space for yourself mm -hmm. when there is, there feels like there's no space at all. Yeah. 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 
For me right now, uh, I am diving headfirst into all the Outlander books. I have watched all of the show and decided I wanted to go back. <laughs> like, I need more. <laughs> you know, the books are always better. They're always better. And so after loving the show, I knew I was like, I want to go back and read the books. So that's what I am doing. Is right it now. sexy? Is it sexy? So- yes. <laughs> It's so sexy. Yeah, I mean, I need a little sexy in my life. <laughs> yes, and it's wonderful. I love that. It's amazing. Thank you all so much for joining us today on The Tightrope. We know you really are juggling a thousand things, and it means a lot to us that you listen in. If you liked this episode, make sure you follow and subscribe to us on your favorite streaming networks. And of course, if you know a mom that needs to hear this, or a dad, or anybody else, share us. Join us next week as we talk about parenting equity. Not parenting equality, right? Right. There is no expectation that any relationship is 50-50 on everything because that's impossible. But what it is, is having an understanding and an agreement of expectations between the two of you and valuing those contributions that each of you are doing. That's next week. So until then, just put one foot in front of the other. Thanks, guys.